Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Razorback fans? Welcome to the Friday HTP Show. I'm Ty Hudson, and on behalf of everyone here at the HTP, Thanks for downloading and listening to our show. We hope you enjoy. If you did, feel free to rate and review the podcast. Woo, pig suey, go hogs. The Hard Talk Podcast is brought to you by Heinemann Services. Located in Northwest Arkansas, Heinemann Services is a family-owned and operated business whose work ethic and customer service will restore your confidence in handymen. They provide repairs such as small installations, landscaping, and many more services. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. Yo, what is going on, Arkansas Razorback fans? Welcome to the Hog Talk Podcast. This is episode number 78. Thank you guys for for downloading, listening, supporting us across social media and everywhere. We uh, really do appreciate you. Uh, I've gotten, I don't know about the other guys. I can't speak for Jacob and Kyle and, and, and uh, Porter, but I've gotten a couple of DMs, some, uh, just some words of encouragement because obviously as small content creators as, as podcasters and you know those guys those three right over on the hogtalk.net if you haven't checked that out go do that but we put a lot of a lot of energy into this and then for sports to just go away it's you know it's it take it, it's a shot right it's a shot to the gut but uh, we're sticking it out and we're still trying our best to pump out as much content for you guys as humanly possible you know <laughs> Try and give you something, right? Try, try to give you something to pass this time while you're probably more than likely stuck at home. Some of you, it's uh, I've been I, I've been stuck at home with my kids. Right now, here in Springdale, they're not supposed to go back to school. I think till the middle of next month. So um, yeah, <laughs> good times. Uh, you know, sometimes you just want to you just want a vacation from your kids, and I should I feel terrible saying that? I don't think so. I don't think so. The, the other parents out there, they get it. They're like, no, no, Ty, we we hear you, we hear you loud and clear. Um, we'll start off, and like I said, we're 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 uh, we're trying our best to get you as much content as we can. Most of this episode is actually going to be an interview. Porter Hayes interviews the Ladybacks softball team, their head coach. Courtney Dyfel, the softball head coach for the Ladybacks. It's a, it's a little bit more than I think about twenty one minutes. So I'll probably I'll let that take up the majority of this episode. But it's a good interview. You guys should stick it out and listen to it, and you kind of hear her what she's kind of doing day to day and how she's dealing with it, her and her family and her and uh, and all that. So Porter did an excellent job on that interview. Some uh, updates before we get into that. Before we before we get into that interview, how about Jalen Williams, named the Arkansas Gatorade Player of the Year on Thursday? 
the Fort Smith Northside commit, Arkansas Razorback commit, 6'9". See, he keeps shrinking. Because, like, I can remember not even a year ago we were being told he was he was borderline 6'11". Now he's down to 6'9". I'm afraid he's going to get on campus. He's going to be like 6'5". Oh, crap. We really, uh, we really missed, missed his size. But 6'9", 230. But he averaged just 19 points a game. Just north of about two and a half, right under three blocks a game, about three assists, and more than twelve point two rebounds per game. That's not too shabby at all. Also, some other news sticking with basketball: Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones both they they come back with some uh, with some grades with some NBA draft grades. Mason Jones, this might surprise some of you. It it really didn't shock me, but as of Wednesday, CBS Sports has Jones ranked right, you know, still in the top 100 of total prospects, but they've got him ranked at number 70 overall uh, in, in the uh, in the country. And, and some people I've already heard, you know, wow, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by that with his numbers, Considering the guy shot for 22 points a game, 45% from the floor. You know, he's got pretty good size at 6'5", almost just shy of 6'6", about 200 pounds. Um, you know, had a really phenomenal season. And uh, to, to, to be outside of, to be not even in the top 50, I think was a little bit surprising, according to some people I've been able to chat with. But 70 doesn't shock me. He doesn't shock me. He put up phenomenal numbers. Whether or not those will translate to the NBA is another is another uh, conversation entirely. That's a whole other podcast. But um, I again didn't really wasn't total totally surprising. Um, Isaiah Joe, on the other hand, rated right outside of the first round. Uh, he's he's currently listed. I just had it up. I just had it pulled up in front of me, and uh, I can't find it. Uh, oh my goodness! I'm trying to record, and uh, where is it? Thirty-fourth. Uh, there it is. Thirty-fourth overall prospect. And that's that. That puts him right outside the first round. Keep in mind, I I don't know if this is just based on if this is just simply film, or if this is just what you know CBS just grading out all their prospects. And if obviously this isn't. Um, these aren't workouts based on you know team team projections or any realistic you know this is more like outsiders talk of the NBA draft is what this is this is just people that need something to talk about NBC Sports at one point in time had Isaiah Joe uh, somewhere right around like 18th 15th overall on the uh, on their draft board for the 2020 draft we know that this virus and this outbreak this pandemic if you will is you know, I mean, all this stuff is, it may not even happen. We don't even know. This could all just be pointless to talk about right now. And some, a lot of people actually believe that this is going to work in Arkansas's favor. It's sad to say that. And I'm, we're not, I'm not celebrating that. Nobody here at Hog Talk is celebrating that. This, this, uh, this virus is, uh, it's, it's nothing to be, you know, it's, it's nothing to take lightly, but you know, maybe there is some. If you're a, if you're a Razorback basketball fan, if, if you want something to look forward to, maybe you've got these two guys coming back as a result of this virus, um, as a, as a result of the uh, 
of the coronavirus. I'm not all fancy. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna call it the coronavirus. Okay. If it kind of makes you think of drinking some beers, then so be it. Then. <laughs> oh, there I go again, making light of it. I'm not trying to. I promise. That's just my. That's just my nature. Got to joke about stuff. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's that. Also, want you guys to uh, keep a lookout for this HBO documentary. Uh, it's called The Scheme. We've talked about it. I'm going to keep talking about it. I can't wait to watch it. It's it's an HBO-produced documentary. It's going to be – it airs on uh, March 31st. It follows Christian Dawkins, and, and it kind of – well, it doesn't – I don't know if it necessarily follows him, but it just talks about all the scandals with the, uh, you know, the, the, with the, the, the pay-to-play and all these uh, coaches that were that were in on some uh, – some pretty shaky stuff during their recruiting of, of high school basketball athletes. And here's some words, uh, you know, well, I think we talked about this on the last hog talk, actually. I think we did, but I'm going to say it again. Anyways, I don't care. This is, this is a, um, this is a conversation between Dawkins and LSU head coach, Will Wade. Um, Dawkins says, well, listen, I mean, blank, he could be playing for LSU or some, some expletive blank. Yeah, we did talk about this on the last hog talk. I remember this now. Uh, he could have fifth year eligibility. And if he doesn't get drafted like Randolph Morris or some blank like that, Wade says, we'll take that. We'll take it. Uh, later he says we could compensate him better than the rookie minimum. So I'm just telling you this, the point of me bringing this up and I'm going to continue to, and I'm probably going to, I can't wait to watch this. It's, it's going to bring more of what happened you know, to the light, and it makes you wonder if the NCAA is interested at all in uh, in what's said here, and if they're going to take any action. I don't think they will. I have no faith. I have zero faith in the NCAA for you know doing what's right. And um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, it is what it is. It's just amazing to me that Will Wade kept his job through all that. I mean, it really is. It's it's amazing. It it is just simply. It's I don't know. Mind blowing almost, but not really, right? Like, not really. Okay, well, next up, Porter Hayes interviews the softball head coach for the Razorbacks, Courtney Diefel. You guys stay tuned. Whoopay. Here with me today is the coach of the Arkansas women's softball program, Courtney Diefel. Uh, Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, be on the podcast with us. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Um, uh, coming from the house, obviously different location, and just put uh, my two boys down for a nap. So this is the, the best time of the day. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate you having me on. No problem. So how has things been since you know the season's been essentially cut short? And, and what have y'all been doing to kind of pass the time? Well, things have been really different. I, I think that for any softball or baseball or any spring sport, coach or, or athlete, um, this is, I mean, we've never had time off in the spring. So um, for the Diefel family, we've been home. We've kind of put ourselves in a um, kind of a shelter in place, you know, about a week ago. We've been staying here. Um, so me and my husband, I have a four and a half year old and a two and a half year old. And um, we've just been spending our our days here. So um, I am in really enjoying the family time um, with our busy and hectic lifestyles. You don't get a lot of downtime. And when you do, you don't get it consecutively. So um, it's, it's been a, a, a change of pace, but a very welcome one. And it's, and it's been 
great spending the time with the boys. So, you know, Hunter Yurchek kind of made it known about how he found out about the news and over Twitter. And is that the way you found out through Twitter or was you able to kind of give a heads up to your team and, and talk with them before they all found out through uh, social media? Well, we were able to tell them most of the the changes and Hunter was incredible through the whole thing. He's um, I'm just so impressed by his leadership um, through all of it, but his communication with um, his staff and, and all of us head coaches was tremendous through this time. So he was really good at making sure we had as much up-to-date information as he had so that we could pass it to our, our staff and teams. Um, so they didn't have to find out on social media. The only time we didn't have that ability was when the NCAA released um, canceling spring championships. Um, and that's the one I think that shocked Hunter too. He was actually on his way back from Nashville. Um, and I think he found out when he landed. So um, we had just walked out of a meeting with our team, the initial meeting saying that we were suspended. Um, and and then the NCAA released that. So that's the only thing I think we really had to um, kind of come on the back end of the social media release. But um, Hunter has been tremendous through this whole time. How hard was that to, you know, have to tell your team that, that they had suspended the uh, season and possibly, you know, now the, the whole season has been suspended? Well, it was really tough. I It was really tough. I, I think initially when our first meeting that we had with them was, I mean, we had talked about, um, you know, continuing to play, but with less fans. So we kind of talked about that. And then our first like meeting meeting was um, suspending our games. Um, and, and that one, I think they just kind of like looked and I, I think, I think the tough part is, is that, um, especially them sitting in, in their position, I don't think they, they necessarily understood the magnitude of, of what we've been dealing with, with, with this pandemic. So that was kind of the first dose they had of like, okay, this is getting really serious. And then we left that meeting and the NCAA released. And then the next day, um, we, had shut down our athletic department um, per Hunter and, and um, his staff. Um, and I think at that point, um, it was a little tougher. The good thing before that is, um, I, I can remember the timeline, correct? You know, it, it was like a week and a half ago. It feels like two months ago now. But um, it, the NCAA had already released that they were con- they were considering or they were going to give eligibility back. So um, the tone of that meeting drastically changed when we read that statement um because you know, it wasn't necessarily going to be the end for some of them um and it seemed as if they're going to have a choice now i think we're all waiting for the the final ruling from the NCAA and and how they're going to implement that but um the tone of the meeting changed when they they said spring sports would get that year back yeah and they've already you know in division 2 and i believe division 3 level have already made that ruling so hopefully you know They'll, they'll do the same for the division one and give, you know, at least for those seniors that just now get into the swing of, you know, the conference season, you know, they'll have a chance to play one more year at Arkansas. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really hopeful that, um, that ruling comes and comes back, you know, from the NCAA and they not only give the year to the seniors, but to everybody. Um, I mean, I don't want our senior class for, for them to finish that way. I don't want to, 
have watched the last game Autumn Storms pitches in or um, the last ball Sydney Parr runs down on the gap or for any of our seniors. But um, you look at our, our other three classes and even down to our freshmen, it's like we still had probably 40 games ahead of us. And um, I don't want our freshman season to be 25 games long. Um, so I, I, I'm hopeful that they all get the year back and, and we get the extra year with all of them. So talk a little bit about how this is, in fact, you know, I know you have your season going on, but how is this going to affect your recruiting? And, you know, if they're shutting down senior seasons in high school and, and a, probably summer ball, you know, what does that do for you, you know, in scouting and, and, and recruiting in the future? Really good question. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think we're all just kind of waiting to to hear what happens, um, especially in our sport. Um just waiting to hear how they're going to implement that eligibility piece because that shifts our recruiting. So it's a waiting game for us, kind of waiting to see a couple of things, waiting to see what the NCAA's final ruling is um, because that shifts our recruiting back. So, um, you know, when we're looking at our 2021 class um, in our initial plan and, and we've been planned out recruiting done pretty early in softball, but that class was supposed to replace our junior class. And if we get two more years with that junior class, it shifts the recruiting that we've done beyond our, our NLI um, of our 20, 2020 class. So it's a waiting game for us um, of kind of seeing how um, that eligibility ruling comes out and the domino effect of that. But um, you know, it, it is, it is, different. I mean, the, the high school season's canceled. I think we're all waiting to see um, how long this lasts. And then if the summer, if the summer schedule picks up, that's where we do a majority of our recruiting anyway. So um, I, I really hope we're um, out of this by June. I hope we all do our, our part to slow it down so that we can resume um, our everyday life as soon as possible. Um, but it's, it's a waiting game for us. There's so many questions out there that we're all waiting to get answers for. Yeah, and, and speaking of next year, I mean, there, with, you know, a lot of talking, you know, football and basketball about in-state talent, I, I've seen a big uprise in in-state talent and softball too. And I, I think, you know, part of it is, you know, your success that you've had at Arkansas and, and a lot of kids wanting to come play softball at Arkansas. Kind of talk about that and, and how that's really helped you in, in recruiting in-state talent. Yeah, well, the – so, like fast pitch softball in Arkansas is a little behind. Um, so they're catching up now, but they just, and by behind, I mean, they just got a later start on it as, as compared to the rest of the country, especially the California's, Florida's, um, bigger, um, warmer weather state. So I, I think that the softball in the state of Arkansas continues to get better. And I think as we're getting better, I think we're drawing that, that big talent from the state. Um, when I look, Back at, at um, when we first got here, um, there were some great players from Arkansas that were on other SEC teams, and that just is just angers me. <laughs> if I'm going to be really honest, so, um, <laughs> you know that's that's been one of our big pushes is to to keep those um, the best players in Arkansas home, and and part of that was giving them a product and a team that they wanted to be a part of, um, and and we knew our responsibility with that. So um, you even look at you know, Braxton Burnside, who was at Missouri. Um, she's a junior on our team now. And um, she was committed to Missouri when I first got here. And, and we had watched her play and was just like, man, she's a player. You know, we just wish we had a shot of recruiting her. Um, and when she decided to transfer from Missouri, we got 
we got that shot to win her over. And, um, but it's, she was one of those big ones of just kind of, you, you feel like she's got away from you, even though you didn't have a chance to, to recruit her initially. And, and so when you look at the, the Braxton's, the Sydney Pars, you know, the, the other Arkansas talent that we have and the Arkansas talent that we have in our future classes, I'm just really excited about the, the current state of softball in Arkansas, but also just keeping those big time players home. Yeah, and I've, I've had the pleasure to, you know, watch a couple of games and I was at the, the first couple of classics and in between shuffling softball and, and basketball. And I, I noticed that how calm you were on the field, even when, you know, runners would get on second and third. And and if you have that stellar pitching staff, it, it's easy to, you know, have those low scoring games and all it takes is one big hit to kind of open the game up. Talk about that aspect and how different it is with softball compared to, you know, baseball when it comes to all you really need is that, that one big hit to really open a game up. Yeah. Well, I think it, I think it's similar in a lot of ways and, and softball and baseball, I mean, the game starts in the circle. So, I mean, even when you look back to when we first got here, we just put a ton of focus in in our pitching staff because we knew that was the way we were going to, um, be more competitive faster to, to be honest. So we, um, our, our pitching staff does a great job. Um, but it's all about timely hitting as well. So, um, you know, I think that's the thing that I've seen grow the most in our our program in the last five, four and a half, five years is, um, just being more complete. Um, and, and I think that's the name of the game too, you know, pitching is where the game starts, but it's, it's a it's a team sport for a reason. So I think there's even been times this year our pitching wasn't quite there, and our our defense and offense picked our picked our team up, and and vice versa in different situations. And I think when you have a team that knows and can win in a lot of different ways, that's a team that goes really far. And I think that's what we were learning early in this in the season is um, you know our, our pitching's done a great job for us, but they're not perfect. And and um, and our our team is as I think this is the strongest. Um, team we've had. This is the most united team we've had. And that's been the focus is kind of making it more complete, having a ton of weapons. And um, that's the unfortunate thing with this year. I was really, really looking forward to uh, working with this team and watching this team compete far into the postseason. I think we had everything um, in place to do that. Kind of speaking hypothetically, say that, you know, NCA does grant them a, a year of extra eligibility, whether it's just for the seniors or the whole team, kind of, you know, give the fans what, what they have to expect looking forward to next year and, and the expectations of the, of the team. Oh, good question. I, I, I get excited <laughs> thinking about it um, to have another year with this entire team and then seven new ones as well. We have seven in our 2020 class. So um, we would have 28 on the roster. If we get everybody back, nobody leaves. And um, with all of our new freshmen in and, um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, it's a, it's a bigger roster. It's not the biggest that we've had here. Our, our numbers were very high when I first got here. And, um, you know, so we'd be at 28, a tie for softball, but I'm, I'm ready to tackle that problem. If it means everybody gets their year back. Um, but it's a team that's going to be, I mean, uh, you know, this team on steroids kind of, you know, we'll have all our weapons back and then have seven just, really versatile players, strong athletes um, in our freshman class that will just immediately make us stronger. So um, we actually have four pitchers in our 2020 class. So our pitching is going to be um, really deep. 
deeper than you would need. But that's also, again, a problem I'm willing to tackle if it means we get Autumn Storms and Lauren Graves back for another year. Um, but just a ton of, we'll have, we have a ton of talent. We have, I mean, they're all great character kids. This is probably um, the most mature, most competitive, I already said it, most united group that we've had. And um, I expect the seven coming in in the freshman class to, to fit in really, really perfectly. So um, I'm just, I'm really excited for what this next year can bring. And kind of piggybacking off of that, you know, how, how do you think this would do for the morale of the team that they've seen something like this getting taken away from them and have them cherish it next year? Do you think that would add some extra motivation going into next year, especially for those seniors that, you know, could have easily had their, their careers over with at Arkansas? You know, what would that do for their, their morale next year? Oh, yes, I absolutely think it would. Um add to their morale how could it not you know um this this kind of huge change is kind of changes all our lives and um it re reminds them that it's just a game but it also just reminds them um that it can be taken from you at any point so um i think you um pour everything you have into every day you know we you know, with our current team, we just keep trying to find ways to stay connected to them. And we do daily quotes to start practice every day. So we're, we're continuing to do our daily quotes through our group, me, our, our group conversations, group communication, and, um, and also just saying what we're thankful for, um, just to remind us, we, we do that every day, um, just to put a strong emphasis and gratitude and, um, and thankfulness and um, just hearing the tone of those from the team since, you know, in this past week, um, since we haven't seen each other, um, that's definitely been the most consistent theme from everyone is um, just having so much gratitude that they get to play this game and and not take it for granted and um, and all those things. So yeah, I, I absolutely expect the the morale to be. Um, I mean, when it's time to go, I think they're going to be ready to go and they're going to love absolutely every second of it. Um, and I'm excited about that. So what, what tools are you kind of using or implementing to help them, you know, do individual workouts or something on their own to, to keep their, their bodies, you know, cause I know softball, you know, it's all about mechanics and, and that body, you know, that muscle memory. So what are you, what are you doing to help them, you know, stay fresh for, for when they can get back out on the field? Well, they have workouts from, um, our strength coach, um, which they can do. And some of it's just being creative, um, with how they can get out there and, and, um, getting out there with some friends and playing. Cause there's not a, um, a lot of workout facilities, to be honest, that we're telling them that, you know, being just telling them to be really smart about where they go. So, um, it's just finding creative ways to be active, um, and, and get their, get their work in when they don't have access to their facilities that they have access to all the time. So, um, I, I think that they're active people, <laughs> they're athletes. So they like to, they like to keep moving. They like to stay strong. And so I'm, I'm hoping that they stay with that, but, um, it's kind of a weird time for us. It's kind of like summer where we can give them workouts, but we can't, um, mandate it. Um, and we can't necessarily give them feedback. So it's kind of just a really weird time for us. So, but, um, these girls, the, these women are all incredibly committed to being the best version of themselves. So they're all doing their part to, um, do what they need to. Yeah. And last month we had the, 
you know, honored to, you know, have Coach Weaver on with the, with the women's gymnastics team. And I kind of asked her the same thing I'll ask you, you know, in, in the media, you know, there's not much emphasis on, you know, the all the amazing women's programs we have at Arkansas. And I, I think some fans, not all, but some fans are not, they're, they don't know what they really have with when it comes to the women's programs at Arkansas. And, you know, what can we do more to help bring more awareness and, and especially get more fans, you know, in the stands and, and more media there, because I know, you know, the, sometimes I was there that, you know, you're only the, the only media there, you know, so what can right. we do to help bring more out? Well, that's a good question. I'm open to anything that you may, may, uh, any suggestions you have too, but I, I always just tell people just to give us a chance. Some people haven't seen softball or gymnastics or um, these, these student athletes are incredible incredible athletes and incredible women. And, um, and, you know, we always have a kind of a mission, our goal to win our fans over every year and, and just make them fall in love with not only the sport, but our student athletes, our team that's playing it, they're incredible, incredible people. So, um, you know, putting out a product out there that they want to follow playing the game in a way that that people want to come back and watch them. Um, but I think, I think any exposure the media can give, I think is huge for all our women's sports. You know, when you look at just um, the TV exposure that softball's had, um, it still surprises me sometimes when we don't fill our stands, just how exciting the sport is and how good our team is. Um, but, you know, you watch even our women's basketball team, they, they spent the year in the top 25 and Mike has them rolling and, um, and just, they're they're playing better than I've seen them, you know, ever, and and they're so fun to watch, and um, and and all our women's sports, Lance and Jordan and and Courtney, everybody, Shauna, I mean, our women's golf team, and what Maria Fossey did last year, um, and so I, I think that our our women's sports are, are incredibly exciting, um, and so any exposure, I think, any chance that any fans can give to just come out and watch them, um you can't help but fall in love with the sports and the personalities of these women playing. Um, I know I, me and my family go to almost all the women's sports and we love it. My four year old loves it. Um, so it's, it's, it's an exciting time um, for Arkansas athletics as a whole, but, but women, women's athletics as well. Well, Coach Stifel, I really appreciate you coming on today. Um, it was a pleasure to, you know, get to watch. And you were right; it was it was a lot of fun to, you know, even with a sport that could have those low scoring games, it was always exciting because you just you're always waiting for that that home run or that two out double to score the winning run. So, I mean, I really appreciate you having me on, and we're we're really looking forward to covering the team next year and and excited for what the future brings to Razorback softball. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on today. And even I think about not many teams get to end the year with a win and we got to end the year with two walk-off wins. So very exciting. That's uh, typical of this team. It's just uh, exciting and have a ton of heart. And so um, I'm just looking forward to um, next season. Thank you so much for having me on. It was always a pleasure and I'm sure we'll have you on again, you know, talk about next season. Uh, this was well, I have a pretty working schedule, so just let me right. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is always a good time. Well, this is Porter Hayes with the Hog Talk Podcast. Again, we had Coach Dyfalon to talk about the softball team and uh, Woo Pig.
That's going to do it. Thank you guys again so much for downloading and listening to the Hog Talk podcast. Please remember to rate and review us over on iTunes. And uh, once again, please stay safe out there. Be careful. And uh, until the next Hog Talk podcast, woo pig suey, go hogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.